how does space affect you? How does it affect your thoughts? How does it affect your, you know, your, um, your body? Because your body is involved in your mind, right? It's a, it's a part of, of your mind. It creates the mind, not just the brain. So then if, they're, you know, if you're in zero gravity, maybe it creates a different effect on your mind and you get a very different outcome from your meditation. You see other things. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Nagy. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I hope you are doing amazing and staying healthy. I'm super excited to dive into today's episode with Sorana Paskariu, where we discuss the importance of believing in your projects as an entrepreneur, finding meaning and purpose along the way, and the importance of cultivating a curious mindset. But before we do, I wanted to give you a quick update what I've been working on in the last months. So in the middle of October, I launched a podcast mastery online course that is focused on helping individuals like you start their own podcast and share their truth and message with the world and ultimately have a positive impact in these uncertain times. So if you're ready to step into your greatness, speak your truth and change the world for the better, I highly encourage you to check out my podcast mastery course at mindsethorizon.com forward slash course. That's MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. All right, so my guest today is Sorana Paskari, who is a coach, author, and human potential expert. She started out in a typical career path, a stint in finance, then business school, and a shot at tech entrepreneurship. But life had other plans for her. Following a complete rock bottom where she struggled with depression and PTSD, she turned her life around through therapy and meditation. From that moment on, she dedicated her life to understanding human potential. This mission took her on an extraordinary journey of self-discovery, growth, and pushing the limits of what it means to be human. You can read the full story in her upcoming book, which will be released in 2021. This desire to understand humans at the deepest level gave rise to her biggest and most ambitious dream yet, coaching astronauts who are going to Mars. Having grown up devouring science fiction authors like Isaac Asimov, she was always fascinated by space exploration and the future where humanity expands beyond Earth. Beyond the extraordinary adventure of colonizing other planets, it's the profound psychological, spiritual, social, and scientific challenges of such an endeavor that most fire up her imagination. She explores these themes in her podcast, Mindset for Mars, and her journey will also be documented on the Ignite Possibilities TV series. At the beginning of today's episode, we talked about Sarana's transformational and entrepreneurial journey, where she shared why it's important to start a business that you truly believe in. Here we also talked about how to find meaning and purpose while doing so. In the middle of the episode, we discussed the importance of cultivating a curious mindset and how to maintain it over time. Closer to the end, Sorana shared her experiences with meditation and how it helped her heal depression and PTSD. In the end, Sorana recommended super amazing books to the listeners. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations, and detailed show notes, simply visit our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Sorana Paskariu to find the episode's show notes page. If you are looking for some inspiration and guidance, I'm telling you this episode is what you need right now. So buckle up, my friend, and enjoy today's episode with Sorana Paskariu. Hi, Sorana, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Hi, Tibor. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on and to learn more about you and more about your journey. This is what I wanted to start the conversation with. So 
would you talk to us a little bit more about your transformational story and uh, how you got where you are today? Well, you know, all of these transformational stories, at least mine anyways, start with a rock bottom, a good old rock bottom. Um, that's yeah. where the magic <laughs> kind of happens, you know. So about four years ago, I found myself at uh, this rock bottom, which was on every, you know, every domain of my life uh, was just a big mess. Professionally, I started two companies that um, I had to to close down and I, you know, I disappointed my investors. I disappointed my family. I disappointed my employees. Um, my family was not doing well. My, my mother was mentally ill and I'd been struggling wow. with that for a long time. And I got very sick from stress and uh, my romantic relationship failed as well. And all, it was all within a year, kind of everything just went down and I found myself with absolutely nothing to hold on to, you know, and um, I had a depression, I had a shock and it was amazing how, how, you know, these things are so important to kind of keep you, keep you focused and balanced. And when, when you have, when the rug is pulled from underneath you, you kind of feel like. I, I, I'll describe it this way. I felt like I didn't exist anymore. Wow. Like I didn't even have a physical body anymore. It was so it's, it was such a bizarre feeling. Um, but now looking back on it, you know, and it, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me, um, it made me find resources that I didn't know I had. I'd, I'd always been a very resilient person, you know, very hardworking, pushing hard, always fulfilling all kinds of goals. But, you know, they were kind of goals that had been set for me. Like, you know, society sets them out for you. Like, oh, go to a good university, you know, do your do your school, do your master's, do your business school, um, get a good resume, start a company. These are all mm. things that that are kind of a beaten path in a way, even, even being a, an entrepreneur, you know, because you get so much help, but having something like, you know, a breakdown and, and mental health, especially, and this was four years ago. Now things have, um, you know, have improved quite a lot, but, but then there was still quite a bit of stigma about it. And it's very hard because you feel so alone and you have no idea how to, how to go forward. How, how do you get out of something like that? You know, there's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of shame. You're supposed to not talk about it. You're supposed to pretend that everything's fine, especially um, even back then. So I had, to, I had to find resources by myself. And, and I did get some help. You know, there were some people who kind of guided me, uh, therapists, some sort of spiritual guides, let's call them. Just kind of the universe always sends you people to guide you along the way. But I really needed to to get myself out of that rock bottom where I was. And I started reading a lot. And um, I, had, I had a shock, so I had PTSD. And I had very serious symptoms of depression. And PTSD is, is a very serious um, um, diagnosis, actually. You know, you kind of... Mm. It, it's very hard to heal with traditional methods. So I actually was not getting well. I was, you know, kind of my whole life was paralyzed for about a year and a half. I was in a deep depression. I couldn't work. Um, I, I could barely do anything. And I was, I kept looking for solutions and I found it actually. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Joe Dispenza his meditations. So, you know, I, I was very determined. I was going, I was going to find something that was going to heal me. That was, you know, when I'm talking about finding your, your resources that you didn't know you had, it's something like that, where you just decide, even if doctors tell you, you might never heal, you know, you might always have nightmares every night and, and, you know, feel depressed and you might have to be on medication for the rest of your life. And I decided, no, that's not going to be me. I'm going to heal fully and I don't care how long it's going to take or what it's going to take. I'm going to find a solution. And I did, you know, I started reading a lot of books and I stumbled upon one by Joe Dispenza. It's called Becoming Supernatural. And he talks about the power of thought, the power of meditation. And I downloaded a guided meditation of his from his website. 
And I did it every day um, in the morning and in the evening. And after three weeks, I was completely healed. And I'm not, you know, this is not an exaggeration. Wow. It's absolutely, you know, it was it was a miracle, um, absolutely miraculous. I mean, he obviously he talks a lot about the science behind it and why um, his meditations and especially that that the way he sets them up are so healing. But you know, given how I'd been taught to think up until that point, I thought it was a miracle. And so when something like that happens to you, and you're like, well, you know. I'd been trying to heal with, you know, traditional medicine for a year and a half. I was just getting worse and I do this and it went in three weeks. I'm completely healed. It completely changes your paradigm, you know? So that moment for me was a moment when I was like, uh, I have to, sh I have to, first of all, um, share my story with others because I'm sure other people must be going through stuff like this. And at the same time, because it changed my paradigm, I was like, well, Obviously, the way I'd been taught that humans function up until this point is not exactly the truth, right? There has to be more to the story. Mm. So I started a very intensive pr process of researching. I decided I was going to write a book about it. And uh, the book is actually now being edited and is going to come out next year. And so that's when I started writing this book. And, you know, it was both I decided to write a book, but the book kept me on track to do the research and to actually figure out what I wanted to know, which is how do we actually function? You know, what is there to being human that we in the Western world don't really know about that? We're not, you know, we're, we're taught that we function in a very specific way. And actually it's, it's very different. You know, the power of the, the power of the, the mind is much more important than we've been taught. You know, it's, it's not all, um, it's all not, not all matter cold, hard matter. We're not just a bunch of tissues put together. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I, I researched for about a year and a half. I did nothing but reading and, uh, and researching and writing and going to workshops and, you know, sitting in meditation for a long time and trying to figure out for myself, you know, how all this stuff worked. It was amazing. Yeah. I read about 300 books. That was insane. I don't even know how I did that. You know, now looking back, it's crazy. That I had the, well. <laughs> but I was just so motivated. I was so motivated, and it was so fascinating. And yeah, what were you looking for, particularly, if I may ask? I was trying to get a holistic understanding. So I looked at everything from you know yoga to um, quantum physics. I mean, not quantum physics as in trying to solve equations, but you know the general principles. How does the universe actually work? Because it gives you clues, because if the, the universe is set up in a certain way, then clearly, you know, you must abide by some of those principles as well, because you're made of that stuff. Mm. So anything from spirituality, psychology, yoga, uh, yeah, nature of reality, uh, consciousness, I tried to get a very, very broad picture of how we function. And, you yeah. know, a lot of new age literature as well, um, which, you know, has a bad rep, but there's a lot of good stuff in there as well. Interestingly enough, uh, uh, most of these books have been written quite recently. So it was, it was very interesting that, you know, I, I was, I was think, thinking, wow, well, no wonder I didn't know about this stuff because my parents didn't know because a lot of this stuff hadn't been written. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the reason why I'm asking that is um, I was just wondering what your goal was with surging because you know I had an experience uh, when I four years ago or three years ago when I felt I didn't have too much meaning in my life and I was wondering if that's that's all to it and I started looking for something more meaningful I would say so I wasn't particularly satisfied with my job and I didn't really like, especially in, in the long run. So as I, as I imagined myself doing that in the long run, as I had this vision, I was like, maybe this is not something I should pursue. And uh, this is how I changed a couple of things. And I was reading rather books on how to find your, let's say, purpose or how to find something meaningful that you can pursue in the long run. 
And uh, this is why I asked you about this because you've mentioned this, um, you know, rock bottom and mental health, quote unquote, problem or challenge, let's say challenge. And I was just wondering what you were mainly looking for. And, um, you know, I appreciate you sharing this story because I can imagine that a lot of people who want to start something on their own, they are really scared that, you know, that business is not going to work out. And I usually focus on, or I mainly focus on impact driven entrepreneurs with the podcast, aspiring entrepreneurs who want to start something on their own. And then, you know, I want to empower them with the podcast to, to, to start. And, um, you know, I was just wondering, and I really wanted to get back to this element of the story that, you know, how can, how did you handle this thing? So first of all, what happened there? Like maybe you can share something that, you know, the listeners can avoid to, you know, lose a business or something like that. And, um, was it meditation that really helped? And if so, maybe you could share some details about that particular meditation. So I didn't read, um, you know, Becoming Supernatural, but I read uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I didn't do uh, Dispenza's meditation particularly. I have seen it on his website and stuff, but I didn't go um, into details. So maybe you could share some you know, tips there, how to do it, or what's this all about? Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, it's very interesting. You were talking about meaning because I started two companies, and one of the reasons why they didn't work out was because I didn't, um, when I started them, I didn't fully believe in them, and I was too scared to allow myself to accept that. I didn't fully, mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't found my purpose in life and I was naive enough or I don't know if it was even naivete. Maybe that's how, you know, I, I'd been brought up to just kind of get on with it and and push forward. But for me anyways, if it, you know, if I'm not fully invested in the idea, mm-hmm. I realized that I cannot take it to fruition you know i if i don't believe in it it started eroding my my mental health bit by bit because i didn't see it i didn't you know i wasn't in love with the idea it wasn't mine it didn't belong to me i didn't feel it organically and yeah that was actually a a big lesson that i learned that Mm -hmm. you know it's you have to and I, people are built differently. You know, I'm not going to say that there's, there's people who um, find it much easier to subscribe to others' ideas. But if you're in the other category, like myself, you have to really be honest with yourself and really find that thing that you believe in. Because ultimately, if you do, it doesn't really matter how crazy it is. Uh, we're going to talk um, maybe a little bit later about what I'm doing now, which is absolutely, you know, yeah. uh, absolutely out there and crazy. And yeah. it gives me such peace to do it, even though other people might tell me this is not feasible. This is weird. This is strange. Who do you think you are to do this? I'm actually much more at peace with myself doing something that, that other people think is crazy. Just because I know I personally am so committed and it's so much my baby that it's it's so easy to um, to kind of close off my ears to criticism and to doubts from other people. You know, it's it's very much like a, a personal mission. What you were saying, what you were talking about, finding your meaning and finding finding something that's m- meaningful to you. When you do find that, it's it's so easy to pursue it. You know, it's so easy to to go with it through um, through any obstacle because it's your thing. And that's something I didn't do in my first two businesses. I was too scared to, I didn't believe in myself enough. I went with my um, colleague's idea and he was, you know, he was brilliant and he had a really great idea, but I couldn't, I couldn't subscribe to it. You know, I couldn't buy into it and it it showed, it started to show it's, it's an interesting nuance. It's an interesting nuance because we think, oh, you know, if you find an amazing idea, just get with it. 
Well, the human psyche is so is so bizarre in how sometimes these these little things, these little nuances, whether you have ownership or not, can completely derail you and take you on a different course. So, you know, to sum this up, I would say if you really, really figure out whether for you it's important to find something that's fully yours. And if, you, if you're going to start as an entrepreneur, go with something that really means something to you. Wow, that's really interesting. And I couldn't agree more. I had a kind of like experimenting phase where I was looking for different ideas. So um, three years ago, I was living in Germany, working there as an architect. I was chasing better opportunities and also international opportunities there because I always wanted to work internationally using the English language. And eventually I, I had an idea. So it was not a brand new idea. It was one of my ideas on the university as well that I want to start something on their own at some point in my life. And as I was living in Germany, I felt I need some kind of a new challenge. So I moved out there, I learned the language and then I kind of like was okay in the job. I could express myself and so on and so forth. And I was looking for a new challenge and I was like, okay, so maybe it's time to think about a business or something like that, right? And I was looking for um, business ideas because I, I, I wasn't sure what the business idea is going to be about. And I was sure it's not going to be in architecture, interestingly enough. Uh, anyway, it's a long story. There was this experimentation and looking for different ideas. And what I wanted to say is that I started to read about this, you know, meaning or purpose and and values. And I, and even I even went through a, a coach training program where I learned more about, you know, how to find your values or how to even start getting clear on your values and stuff. And uh, this is how I ended up doing what I do today, which is really interesting. And then I connected the dots that when I was in the university studying architecture and um, when I started studying architecture, nobody told me that I should be an architect like my parents didn't tell me what I should become. But I remember I wanted to have a impact as an architect. You know, um, I, I, I really liked studying architecture because I felt this is something meaningful. I create, you know, buildings for people and for society and whatever. And then interestingly enough, in my professional life, I completely lost this connection, which I didn't know about. I just actually became aware of these things and dots as I was reflecting on what I liked, what I was motivated by when I uh, became an architect and so on and so forth as I had this personal development journey in the in the last three years or so, or more and more reflection, I would say. And so I, I think it's it's really important to to have this kind of like something that you believe in, something that is important to you, something that resonates with your values and stuff like that when it comes to a business idea. Because if it's not, I totally agree with what you said, you're going to not pursue the idea. You're going to have challenges and you're going to say, you know, I just give up, right? And I was wondering, so how did you find this? Because one of the things that we wanted to talk about is Mindset for Mars. And obviously, this is a project that you believe in. And so how did you get to the point where you found something that you believe in after, you know, all the experiences that you had? Um, that's a very good question. Well, you know, we were talking about meaning and, and finding finding something that that you believe in and, and that motivates you. And uh, for me, you know, my bigger purpose, my big, big purpose is helping humans um, explore their potential. I'm, you know, if, if I were to give you a fancy title for myself is a human potential expert, because that's what I found on my journey of self-discovery is that we use very little of our potential. Um, there's, it's infinite, actually. You can keep expanding forever which I thought was absolutely amazing. And that's kind of how I got to this um, spacing. So Mindset for Mars is a podcast that I'm, uh, I'm launching, which is, um, you know, in which I am going to explore the, all of the challenges, not just technical, maybe even less technical, but, you know, psychological, spiritual, society-wise, leadership-wise, 
um, economics and not just the challenges, but the opportunities as well of uh, planning to go to Mars, of maybe going there, and but you know, of space exploration in general, and of crazy dreams of planning to do things that haven't been done before. Because it's you know, Mars is a metaphor as well for that big that big thing that we were planning to do but have never gotten to do. You know that that we keep uh, reaching for, and it, it's it's an aspirational thing as well. Maybe we'll never get to do it, but you know, just the the process of of preparing for it teaches you so much that you, you know, you get opportunities from there that you wouldn't have gotten without the dream. It's, it's something that, that kind of pulls you forward. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode and we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. Hey, my friend, I'm super excited to announce that my podcast mastery course is now available. You can check out the course at mindsethorizon.com forward slash course. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, and you're ready to start your authority-building podcast and take your impact, influence, and income to the next level, I would highly recommend checking out my Podcast Mastery online course at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. That's MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. In this course, I'm teaching you step-by-step how to start your own epic podcast from scratch. There are four in-depth modules available in this course and additional bonus materials. So in module one called Podcast Foundations Mastery, you will learn about the foundations that are indispensable to launch a successful podcast. In module two called Podcast Tech Mastery, you will learn about the technical side of podcasting. In module three called Podcast Creation Mastery, you will learn about everything that you need to create in order to be able to launch your podcast. In module four called Podcast Launch Mastery, you will learn how to launch your podcast the right way. And last but not least, in the bonus section, you will find additional checklists, email templates, workflow templates, and sample documents that will help you design and launch your podcast like a pro. You can check out the course details at mindsethorizon.com forward slash course. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash course. The world is waiting to hear your message, my friend. So let's stop hiding in plain sight and start sharing your truth. Check out the course at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course right now. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's Mindset Transforming Conversation. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, uh, this project and the reason, the reason why I started it actually was because I'm, I'm, I received an invitation to participate in an amazing documentary. It's called Ignite Possibilities, and it's, uh, it was initiated by J.B. Owen. Um, her nickname is the Pink Billionaire. Um, she's an amazing <laughs> businesswoman, yes. She is an yeah. amazing businesswoman, and she had a crazy dream. She wanted to be on the cover of Vogue. And so she's like, well, why don't I turn this into, you know, a bigger story about not just about my journey, uh, but about other people's journeys to to reach for for their own dreams and and turn it into something inspirational. Um, So, you know, we're we're in the in the process of filming this right now. And I thought, what better way for me to explore my crazy dream to coach astronauts because that's when she pitched it to me like the first thing that that came to my head to my mind was like oh i want to coach astronauts who are going to mars so that's what i pitched and she said wow fantastic and so that's how this mindset for mars project was born but to backtrack um and to go back to the beginning of your question how did i get to this it it kind of just came to me and it's it's the epitome of uh, human potential, right? Doing something so extreme that that's never been done before. Imagine all the challenges, as I said, at a psychological level, physically, spiritually. I mean, to humans, this is the biggest challenge that we've ever had. And for me, because I'm so interested in human potential and how to expand it, 
I was I was fascinated by it. And, you know, it's amazing how ideas get born. I was reading something at some point about mm-hmm. meditation and how the planet affects you, you know, how each hemisphere affects um, affects you magnetically and how, you know, the results of your meditation are going to be different. And I thought, well, what if we meditated in space? How would that feel? And then I thought, <laughs> yeah, wow, because, yeah, you know, how does, how does awesome. space affect you? How does it affect your thoughts? How does it affect your, you know, your, um, your body? Because your body is involved in your mind, right? It's a, it's a part of, of your mind. It creates the mind, not just mm-hmm. the brain. So then if there, you know, if you're in zero gravity, maybe it creates a different effect on your mind and you get a very different outcome from your meditation. You see other things. That that you know, I'm I'm letting you in a, a bit in my uh, in my thinking process. It was kind of like just just free flowing thoughts, and um, I started researching a lot. And it's so interesting, you know. I I, I was reading something very cool at some point, a, a journal uh, from an astronaut, and they were saying when they uh, it was a Russian astronaut who had spent quite a bit of time on the International Space Station, and he was saying. Uh, after a while, you know, after a while of of sleeping in space, you start getting dreams that are not human. You know, he was like, I get I get visions and and I see things that have nothing to do with anything that I know of that that is even remotely human. And it was so, it, you know, that obviously sparked another thinking process. I was like, wow, how does this planet affect us? Do we have a collective consciousness that we are all kind of in tune with when we're on this planet? What is it like to actually go away from it? What would that teach us about what it is to be human? How would it impact our thinking, our dreams, our archetypes, our myths, or everything that we create? And what would we learn, you know, in the absence of the planet, which we take for granted, of course, because we're living on it. If we we take ourselves, if we extract ourselves and we, we move far away from it, what would we learn about how important it is, what it does for us, you know, how we're connected to it, how we're connected to each other, especially. So all of these questions started popping up. And right now I have, I have mostly questions, you know, I don't really have a lot of answers, but it's a fascinating process to be, you know, to be in. And yeah, it's, it's, it's an absolutely amazing domain for me. Wow, that's super exciting. I'm excited for this project already. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. Trust me. It's and, a big um, adventure. Big, big adventure. And I, I'm really excited to be part of it. Yeah. And, and something came to my mind, which is questions are the answer, right? So I think the, the better questions or the more questions you can ask yourself, I think the better because it will lead to, to answers eventually. And, you know, one thing came to my mind. I don't know if you've had formulated it to yourself before but one word is curiosity so as you as you are talking about things is i can tell that you're very curious about different things which is a very important thing i i think and and i and i kind of like came to this realization as i was going through my own journey that i was just curious about you know exploring different things that's why i started a podcast because it gives me this chance to talk to other people, uh, explore their stories, and then also share their stories. But it uh, fulfills my curiosity, so to speak. I, I, and I think that's a, that's a great trait. So you're curious and you are exploring different things, which is amazing. I, just, I was just wondering if you kind of like had this idea before. And in one of my episodes, I did some solo episodes on the Mindset Horizon podcast before I, I stopped producing them. I talked about how to cultivate a curious mindset and why it's important. Yeah, I think that's that's a great, great thing to have or cultivate. Yeah, you know, actually, this is something I um, I was very fortunate I received from my parents. They, uh, they, they, this is one of the gifts that my parents gave me. Mm. And, you know, it's very interesting because my parents were born in communist Romania. And I think one of the reasons why they were so adamant about this curiosity is because theirs was so hard to satisfy because in communist Romania, there was uh, was very little contact with the outside of the country, with ideas that were happening in the West. Um, There were a lot of, a lot of books were forbidden. So, my parents were desperate, 
you know, to fulfill their curiosity. And they didn't really have the materials. They didn't really have the opportunities for a long time. And they instilled in me this, this um, curiosity mindset. And mm. they, they, most important thing is they taught me how important it is to read a lot. And actually, this is one of the things I can, I can safely say reading saved my life. You know, it, well, it sounds corny, yeah. but it's absolutely true because that's how I was able to heal by, you know, going through books. I was looking, looking for ideas in books about how to heal my uh, depression and PTSD. That's where I found the answers. So, you know, what's amazing about reading a book is that somebody will put all of their knowledge that they've distilled in a lifetime and you can read it in four hours. And it will give yeah. you a, you know, a, uh, a snapshot of their way of thinking. It's absolutely phenomenal. So for me, reading is definitely one of the best supporters of that curiosity mindset. It really expands your, uh, your knowledge base and it gives you a lot of different frameworks for thinking so that you have different angles from which you can approach the world. And a lot of questions as well, because we're talking about questions. And I think you're absolutely right. Questions are, you know, just launching questions and keeping them open. You don't even have to answer them. That's an amazing way to to live because it constantly expands your mind. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, and the reason why I, I found curiosity so important is because it keeps you alive, so to speak. If you're not curious, if you're not interested in things anymore, you kind of like you know, that's that's the burnout. So, And I think there are so many things that you can be curious about. Now you talked about, you know, Mars, universe, uh, consciousness, and all these things, like, just explore people. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are fascinating, and they're uh, endlessly surprising. Well, you know, every, yeah. time, every time you think you understand them, they surprise you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things we haven't talked about, and uh, maybe you can share some tips uh, for the listeners about this meditation that you did to heal. So, you know, I'm not going to talk about the science of the meditation, why it works, because it's Dr. Joe Dispenza's material, obviously. But I can talk about my experience. And it was fascinating to me to realize that he puts together a few techniques, because meditation is like exercise, Meditation is, is not a is not a one one technique. You can do a lot of different things and still call it meditation. So actually the technique that I followed that helped me heal was three different things put together. It lasted about an hour. Uh, and I did it every day, um, morning and evening, so two hours in total. Wow. And um, yeah, but it's guided. So of course it's it's a lot easier to follow than if you're just sitting there, you know. If, if you think about the classic uh, mindfulness meditation where you're just supposed to sit in emptiness with your thoughts and let them pass, uh, that's a very specific technique, and that's hard to do for a long mm -hmm. time, right? Uh, but when you have something that's guided, it's much easier to follow. Mm -hmm. um, but what's fascinating about it is that, you know, he starts with this exercise that is a breathing exercise is taken from Kundalini and it's meant to act as a primer. Uh, and when I say primer, it essentially cleanses your body of, you know, it calms your emotions. And so you can then reach the other stages of the meditation in a completely different state. It doesn't even matter if you started out anxious or frustrated or angry or sad or whatever because by the end of this uh, this this first part of the meditation which is like seven minutes or ten minutes you already have have reached a much calmer state um and then he he puts you in a theta state uh theta um are the very slow brain waves that are specific to deep meditation or sleep um and it's it's a very very calm um brain state where you have access to sort of inside, you know, where you have access to, um, to your right brain a lot, to your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the point of this part. And then he takes you, the third part of the meditation is a, a visualization exercise where he, he makes you think of uh, kind of 
the future that you want to create for yourself, right? So that the first part is um, kind of cleanse you. The second part is take you into the subconscious. And the third part is, um, is to basically reprogram you, reprogram your mind so that you're not stuck in the past. But you were talking about the title of the book, the, hab- the breaking the habit of being yourself. That's exactly what he does with these meditations. Mm-hmm, yeah, he helps you envision, you know, basically live in a in a simulated future enough and and deeply enough in your subconscious that your body accepts it as a as a present reality. And it completely, I can say, it completely worked. And it was so interesting because you know, I, as I told you, I had PTSD which is, is horrible because you have nightmares, you have obsessive recurring negative thoughts all the time and had depression. So I was very, very drained of energy. It was, it was the worst combination of, you know, mental health issues. Um, and I was doing these, um, these meditations and after a few days, because I was envisioning a, a brighter future than whatever the present was allowing for, I was started looking forward to them as my one hour of happiness. And I felt like I was guaranteed to have an hour of happiness, regardless of what my present situation gave me, you know? So for that hour, I felt happiness. And apparently, you know, it was, it was deep enough that it convinced my whole system, my brain, my body, all of my system to accept it as as reality wow and it healed it healed me it was absolutely phenomenal it was definitely one of the most amazing experiences i've had and sometimes looking back because it was uh two and a half years ago um looking back i i sometimes i'm still like wow did that really happen but yes it did Wow, that's pretty amazing. So I have some similar practice, but I didn't follow Dr. Joe Dispenza's uh, meditation. Maybe I should. I really like the book, uh, but eventually I didn't do the guided meditation. But I had a visualization process during meditation because my mind is too busy. So mindfulness meditation is a little bit hard for me. I start with that in the beginnings just to be present. So I focus on my breath and then I start visualizing and uh, it's connected to something I want to experience in my life. So before that, I put down, many times I put, I write down my visions in my journal. So this is what I want to experience. And then six months from now, one year from now, whatever it is. And then I usually visualize those experiences during meditation. This is something that actually helped me a lot. So um, it's interesting. And uh, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Sure. I think, I think you know, it's one of the most powerful tools that humans have um visual visualization is extremely powerful if you combine you know visualizing images with projecting a desired emotion onto it in in many cases you can even you know manifest it but it definitely changes your state so you have access to things that are not necessarily present mm-hmm. but you can simulate them because apparently the mind doesn't make the difference between something that's simulated and something that's really happening. So you have access to things that are not present yet. Yeah. So it's kind of like a time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 I think uh, in order to cultivate this more positive mindset, let's say, so is, is really to focus on something that you are looking for, that you want to experience instead of focusing on something that is not working in the present or something. And as you said, visualization, imagination is kind of like what we have as humans. This is our gift, right? The, the difference between a robot and an AI is is that we have imagination. We can figure things out, and uh, it's just a huge gift, I guess. That and emotions, because actually, I think you know um, yeah. what a lot of a lot of people maybe um, I don't know if it's common knowledge, um, but what I learned in this process uh, with the meditation is that it's not enough to just visualize it or think mm-hmm. it. You have to bring the emotion because that's actually the fuel. The emotion is the uh, let's call let's say the attractive factor. That's that's the vibration that kind of makes it all possible. Yeah. And the emotional part, you know, the, the, having access to that the, those positive emotions is what heals. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It's not just a you know an image like a, a, a sort of 
just cold hard image yeah. that I have no emotional connection yeah. to. But it's adding that emotional um, ingredient that yeah. really makes the difference. And that's something, yeah, that humans have as well. That I think maybe we're not so connected to in the Western world nowadays. We're we kind of try to disavow a little bit the fact that we're emotional creatures, and you know we focus a lot of on on our reason and our, our power of creating um, things with our with our rational mind, which is of course phenomenal. But if you put them together, that's when you are at your most powerful. Wow. <laughs> I love that the most powerful being in the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it. I think. Well, I don't know if in the universe. I don't yeah. know what's out there. Right? <laughs> you will know all about inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but definitely, you are more powerful when you put them together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, I love that. I love this topic. Thanks for sharing all these inspirational insights. And as we are coming to the end of the episode, I usually ask my guests about book recommendations. So we talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural and uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. What else would you recommend to the listeners? Well, given that your listeners are more on the entrepreneurship side, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So it's it's more something along those lines. I'm reading a very interesting book right now, actually. Mm -hmm that I would definitely recommend. It's called 2030. And it's a prediction about what the world will look like in, in 2030. It's written by a, a Yale professor. And he, he takes uh, demographic trends. He takes immigration trends. Basically, he looks at all of these factors in order to predict predict what the world will look like in 2030. I think it's absolutely vital mm -hmm. for anybody going into entrepreneurship to be able to project, you know, what the world will look like in 10 years, because it will very much affect what your business will look like and where you should focus. You know, he's talking about uh, the fact that people over 60 are going to, to you know, be the, the biggest class of consumers. <laughs> You have to reimagine product services for them. You have to think what these people will think like, will be like in 10 years' time. It's an absolutely fascinating book, and I think it's very, very useful. I think any book that, that helps you, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, so-called time machines, that helps you take a glimpse of the future is absolutely vital if you're an entrepreneur. And anything that, that helps you look at the big picture. I'm very much about the big picture. I think looking at trends and taking a step back from the little details always gives you a, a, a competitive edge because you understand what the world looks like. Mm. Not just trends, not just small trends, but how do they come together? How do they interact? What's the big, I, big picture for me is probably one of those uh, words that I overuse. So that's, I think, uh, that's, that's probably the book I would definitely most recommend right now. And we were talking about meaning and one of my favorite books in the world and one of the books that kept me, you know, focused on, on kind of sane, if you will, and mm -hmm. kept me hopeful and kept me wanting to find a solution for my predicament four years ago was uh, Viktor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm, well, yeah. It's a classic book. It's uh, Viktor Frankl uh, was a um, neurologist. Uh, he, he was taken to Auschwitz. He lost his family there. Um, and what he realized is that the world, uh, that, that, you know, the difference between people who survived and people who died um, was those who survived had a purpose and made some sort of meaning out of the whole experience. And he then went on to invent a whole branch of psychology, logotherapy, uh, which is based on, on finding meaning in things. And it's an absolutely extraordinary book, I think, because he talks about our need for meaning, but also it's amazing to see how he kept, how he made sense of what happened to him, of, of such a horrendous experience. And, you know, I don't, want it, I don't want to end on a dark note. On the contrary, I think it's one of the most positive books I've ever read coming from somebody who went through that. 
and apparently being able to create meaning, and that's what humans do, they are able to give any event in their life a meaning that is greater than themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's actually also one of the things that makes that, that makes humans amazing. And that's something that makes you extremely powerful. Um, so I, I really recommend this book. I really recommend it as a classic as something that you keep on your nightstand and you go back to it again and again, whenever, um, you feel like you're, you know, you're lost. Wow, that's amazing. I'm ashamed because the book is on my bookshelf, but I haven't read it yet. I probably should because it's a book for one day. <laughs> it's a it's a yeah. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe it hasn't I you know, I'm I think every book comes at the right time. So if you haven't read it so Ooh. far, it means it wasn't the right time for it. Wow, that's good. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, before I ask my last question, tell the listeners what's the best way to connect with you and uh, learn more about you. Um, sure. Um, so Mindset for Mars, uh, I'm going to launch it in the, within the next month. So there's going to be a YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me on it. It, there, it has an Instagram page, Mindset for Mars. Um, website, website is uh, www.mindsetformars.com. Um, and also, um, I'm a lot on social media, so li uh, LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook, Sorana Pascario. I think there's only one of me, actually. I don't know if there's any, uh, any other Sorana Pascario that I've encountered so far. So I'm easy to find, and that's where I post mo most of my stuff. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, same name. So that's where people can find me. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. And to make it super easy for the listeners, the links are going to be in the show notes available on our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast, as always. And my last question is, what is your mission and what is your future vision? My mission is to keep uh, expanding my own potential indefinitely, you know, for as long as, as I'm alive and help others do the same. And help them thrive. And my vision is I want to coach astronauts who are going to Mars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Mindset for Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you know, not not just coach, but definitely figure out what it what you know what we will look like as a species who expands beyond this planet. What does what does that mean for us? Yeah. Belief, purpose, meaning. Curiosity. These are some of the things that we talked about today. Human potential. Um, Sorana, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a great pleasure. Tibor, it has been such a pleasure for me. Thank you again so much for having me. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.